dark in doorless chambers, where strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. This is the Theme Park Loopy Podcast. <laughs> Hey everyone and welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Alton Towers and what we love and what we hate about Alton Towers. Before we begin, just a bit of small talk, Shelly Pops. What did you think about Tiger King? We watched that last week, didn't we? Probably Sunday, watched it all day. Probably the craziest Netflix programme we've ever watched. Probably with one of the catchiest tunes maybe. I saw the tiger and the tiger saw me. What do you think? Was that pretty close? No. But then he didn't sing it himself either, so it makes absolutely no difference. We could probably just edit somebody in singing that over you later. It could have been it could have been me doing it though, maybe. Maybe it was it was me. It was not you. It was not me. (laughs) Nope. Uh, well, we did watch the update last night as well, didn't we? And um, I don't think there's a lot of love for the Tiger King, uh, unfortunately. So a lot of people were saying that maybe they should uh, let him out. But I think um, I think everyone last night seemed to agree that it was definitely should still be in prison. So that's well, interesting. He did try and kill someone, and he killed a lot of tigers. So, and he admitted to killing the tigers. Yeah, yeah. Bit of a well, brain. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. So moving on to uh, to brighter topics then, uh, other than the Tiger King. So I'm going to let you start today. So let's talk about Alton Towers and uh, tell me first what do you love about Alton Towers? So I think what I love about Alton Towers more than probably some of the other theme parks. Um, is the layout, especially for a UK theme park, for anyone that's not been to Walton Towers before, uh, it's probably one of the biggest, if it's not the biggest, um, UK theme park. It's pretty big. Um, and the layout's quite diverse, um, especially for when you compare it against, like, Thought Park. It's it's a lot more diverse. Um, so the park itself is set around the tower um the, the ruins of the tower in the middle it's got gardens it's got woodland area um and all your air, all your zones are spread out across the park which makes what, it what, what do you think about the towers though if you compare say the towers to the disneyland castle how how would you compare it do you think well the the, the tower doesn't have the magic of any of the disneyland castles does it it's not like you know there's some Sleeping Beauties stashing away in the tower somewhere. I mean, it's good at, at Scarefest when they do horror mazes and stuff in it. Um, could probably do without Hex, but then I've not been a fan of Hex. I know that's probably going to get me lynched later on down the line. Mm, I f- yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I, think, I think it's pretty controversial saying anything bad about Hex. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan, really, but um, you know, it, it's it's pretty good. I, I do like the fact that it's in the towers and you know and all that stuff. But anyway, carry on. Yeah, I mean, 
I won't go massively into Hex, but just to say, I appreciate that it's a quality version of the Madhouse. It is a Madhouse, isn't it? Um, I appreciate it's a quality version of the Madhouse. I'm just not a fan of that type of ride. Um, I, I don't particularly like feeling sick if I can help it. Um, but anyway, back onto the layout. Um, the gardens, especially, are probably a nice feature of the park. Especially if you're not a big roller coaster buff and you've been dragged round by uh, kids or friends or whatever, you're the designated bag holder um, or coat holder or pram person. It's somewhere a bit different. Especially if the weather's nice, you can sit in the park. It's uh, the gardens. The gardens, from memory, is probably one of the only places I can think of that doesn't serve food that has benches and places to sit. Yeah, it's quite good. Um, you can take your picnics there, can't you? And the gardens were always quite a, a selling point. So when uh, we'd say to our grandparents or our parents, oh, let's go to Walton Towers, we'd always say, well, there's some rides there, but there's also some gardens. Um, I think probably my parents weren't as interested in the gardens as my grandparents, but it was always quite a good selling point, I think, that we could go to this park that had these gardens, almost like stately home gardens. I mean... I'm sure that they used to be more well-kept than they are today. But, you know, for my grandparents, it was always still an added bonus going to Walton Towers. And that was one of its early attractions, you know, before it was a proper theme park. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised that the gardens were not a massive draw for your parents because there isn't a pub in the gardens. They are literally just gardens. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's pure pure gardens. But, um, yeah, I think from from my grandparents' perspective, I think the gardens were always an added interest. I think probably what they would have preferred, and, you know, it's a shame that they don't do, is that they don't let you, you know, go around the, the... the towers itself a bit more so if you could you know wander around some of the towers and i know it's 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 more of a ruin a lot of it these days and there's there's probably you know there's probably like machinery and and um you know maybe some like cast areas yeah there's, there's probably some cast areas um you know around the towers and things like that i don't know but you know, it would be good if you could actually have a bit of a wander around the towers. Um, you know, I think that would be an added bonus. But again, today it's more of a theme park than it is a destination that's renowned for the towers and the gardens. I think they're more of an added bonus these days. Well, I don't think I've ever read anything that says what historical significance the towers and the gardens have. Um, I know the land will have all been owned by somebody, I imagine. Well, if you'd have paid attention when <laughs> when we went into Hex, <laughs> when you go into Hex, <laughs> it does actually, you know, give you the story. I know uh, when it's quiet, sometimes you, you just kind of walk straight through, don't you? Uh, but the, the show does actually, you know, give you a bit of background. I know uh, some of it's a bit made up. You know, they've, they've tried to over-dramatise, I think, well, what's happened. Well, hold on, hold on. Right, you're telling me there's not a <laughs> mythical, magical oak tree that's chained down, no, well, the, that's no, cursed. No, well, the, and... the, the oak tree, well, the oak tree is, is true. That does actually exist. But whether whether this, this witch existed, I think maybe, you know, the, maybe some hysteria was whipped up or something like that. But there is actually a chained oak. You know, that bit is true. So, you know, you can go and see the chained oak. Not in the park, though. Well, that takes me on to probably my hate, and I say hate, my dislike, I would say. Well, let's rephrase it. It's dis- my most dislike to Alton Towers. And I have this problem with all UK theme parks, and it 
stems back to the first time I went to Florida with my mum. And we come back and my mum just said to me, she went, you're never going to like another British theme park after that. The theming is just so rubbish in the UK, across all the parks. It's nowhere near up to the standards. Once you go to like Disney World and Universal, that theming's out of this world. It's immense. Um, so for Alton Towers, I find the theming in parks quite hodgepodge. It's probably one of the better theming for the UK. It's quite reasonable in places. But some parts of it are very hodgepodge. Um, yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit hit and miss, isn't it? I mean, because yeah. um, you know, Nemesis is you know really well themed itself, but the Forbidden Valley, it's not really that well themed as an area. Really, it, it don't make a great deal of sense, you know, from a theming perspective anymore. Um, however, if you look at say Gloomy Wood, for example. That that area is actually probably my favourite area of the park, and I wish that I wish that it, they still had the haunted house rather than Jewel in the gloomy wood because I think Jewel has has just kind of it's lowered the tone of the area <laughs> almost because it was it was such kind of like a spooky kind of exciting area when I was a child when I used to go to Walton Towers. Now it's kind of like oh there's gloomy wood and there's Jewel there. It it doesn't feel as exciting anymore. I wish the haunted house was still there. And also, uh, it'd be great if the area could get a bit more love. So I know they were talking about doing some Vekoma booster bikes, maybe on broomsticks that maybe went, you know, around the haunted house. That'd have been amazing. That sounds a bit Harry Potter though, does that? And I don't mind Jewel. I quite like Jewel. Um, but I am a fan of any ride where I can shoot things on it. Well, so a lot I'll... of people, yeah, and a lot of people like Jewel, but, um, I'm I'm not a I'm not a massive massive fan myself. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's fun. I mean, the only thing I would say about Jewel, but then you know, really, it's it's more about the haunted house. Is that remember when we went to uh, Scarefest and they had uh, Jewel Live? I think it was called, and they had the actors, and yeah. that was that was really good. But I almost feel like that was bringing it back to. The haunted house one. It wasn't really about Jewel because the guns weren't even working. So that's the best that I've experienced it. You know, in the last ten years. Now, if you could do Jewel with real actors and then maybe like I don't know, a paintball gun, that might be a bit violent. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it might be a bit over the top. Carry on on the hate rear. What do you dislike? So I mean, I like. Uh, there's a couple of things, I guess. I, mean, I, I, you know, I really like the layout of the park because I think it's a good. You know, they've got really well defined areas. You know, you go, you go down Tower Street, don't you, and then into, uh, you know, Mutiny Bay, then into Katanga Canyon, and then down to Gloomy Woods and Forbidden Valley. The only thing is, then is the gardens are in between uh, there and the dark forest, and if the if the cable cars aren't working, then it can be a bit of a slog to get back into the rest of the park. So, And it sometimes does feel like you're just kind of walking and walking and walking at Alton Towers. So that's the only issue I have about it. And also, at Scarefest, it can, you kind of feel that a little bit because you kind of want there to be, you know, actors, live actors everywhere, don't you, in Scarefest. But the, the distance, you really feel it then at Scarefest, mainly because it's dark and you're not seeing all the kind of, uh, you know, gardens and theming that you would normally see. You just feel like you're walking and walking and walking. Yeah. Um, so think... that's that's kind of one of my main hates, I'd say, around Alton Towers and the layout. Well, I think 
they are missing a trick when it comes to Scarefest um, and the layout. I think having... Because they always do those horror mazes, don't they? They do them out of the main park, just off to the side near the hotels, um, for, the, for the majority of them. Um, sometimes do them in the tower as well. Um, but the others, they do them just outside, don't they? Near the, the Alton Towers Hotel. Yeah, yeah. So it makes... And, uh... Yeah, I, I'm not a massive. I, I know that they haven't really got the space in the park, have they? But I'm not a massive fan of having to leave the park basically to go to the scare mazes. I'm not. I'm not a massive fan of that. Well, I don't mind leaving the park to go to the scare mazes, but I think they could probably incorporate some parts of it into the park. Um, some of the like the the bigger gaps around. Um, yeah, I'd like. I'd like. I'd like to see more scare zones, more roaming actors. Yeah. I guess I guess it all costs money and also there's security implications as well. Um but I would like to see more of that. I think I'd like to see the park come to to life a little bit more. You know, even if they had more sh- if they had a show in each area. Do you remember when they had the uh trick or treat windows uh near Dark Forest? Yeah. And that was quite good because that kind of brought the area to life a little bit. So maybe they could have these little shows, you know, in different areas of the park, you know, then they can at least cordon it off and make it a bit safer, even if they don't want the roaming actors, maybe. So, you know, that's an idea. I suppose we'll have to see what David Williams' world brings, or world of David Williams brings, because they might do a bit more over in that area, because they do the um, pirate show as well, don't they, near the um, CBeebies bit? I don't know if they still do that, but... Still yeah, that? yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, actually. Uh, I'm not sure if they did that last year or not but um yeah the the david williams area maybe they'll have some actors around there and i can imagine that area being really good um at halloween they've probably got some actors that they can kind of bring to life um so i hope they really you know they really take advantage of that and really bring the area to life and i think it's got a lot of potential um but yeah so so that's my main one really around the layout is that I, I do really like the layout in in one way because it's really well defined you know as you and as a kid I, I was always fascinated by being in one themed area and then it kind of merging into the next one um so I was always really interested in that and that's what's that's what's very different at all on towers compared to say you know Disneyland where it's more this kind of hub and spoke kind of layout so it's different is that but the downside is of course all the walking yeah well i just as i said i I just don't think that theme parks in this country the theming touches the sides i think once you start leaving the uk and you go towards europe europe theming's a lot better um look at like df dealing and um europa park and stuff like that the theming's so much better we where our theme parks are just quite sad in a way um if you look at thought park i don't know why they even have themed rides it just seems a bit mad that's just a series of rides in a smaller park without any theming in between there's no transitions same with um i'd say same with um pleasure beach blackpool pleasure beach there's not really any solid theming that that sticks to an area yeah but so, Fort Park's got a lot of potential in terms of the the island kind of format that they have. So if you mm-hmm. think about Islands of Adventure, where literally each island, uh, I don't think a lot of people realise that they are, they are actually on 
these little islands, islands of adventure. No. They all have their own theme, don't they? And then you kind of go across the bridge and then you go to the next one. So there's a lot of potential at Fort Park to do something similar. You know, if, if they really wanted to, they could do that. I just think for Alton Towers especially, they've, they've got the little seeds there for the theming. Like you say, you've got Gloomy Woods that's, that's got some nice quality theming in there. Um, CBeebies is is all right. Um, the entrance is kind of... I've not really got over... Yeah, I've still not really got over them getting rid of the, the storybook area, though. I re- I love that worm. You know that bookworm? Oh, I love that bookworm. Like, every time I went to Alton Towers, that was the first thing I wanted to see. I wanted to see that bookworm. Aww. And then you press the button, don't you, and the bookworm <laughs> started reading to you. I thought that were amazing. And I can't believe that they've, um, you know, they've got rid of all that. And then they had the squirrel, squirrel nutty ride that was probably as a child that was one of my favorite rides you know going on that squirrel nutty ride so i used to love all that so i'm it's kind of a shame that all that's gone you know as well yeah i think i think if they wanted to go for gold they could really do up the theming properly um put a bit of effort in and show this country how it's really done um but i suppose people as mad as it sounds don't necessarily go to a theme park for the theming it's rides and merch in it that people go for, and it's yeah, I think, rides. Yeah, I think in the UK, um, a lot of the talk is, oh, they've got this ride, or there's this ride. I think in the UK, people are, like you say, I don't think they're accustomed to the theming these days. Um, I think probably in the 80s, it, you know, it was a bit more of a thing, uh, but now it's about the rides. But then again... Look at how they've themed, like, Wicker Man, for example. And that's probably one of the most photogenic rides in the UK. So it can be done, and they do do it. But it needs to be more more gelled and more consistent across the park, I guess. Yeah, well, I think Wicker Man they've done a great job on. But that's where it ends for that area. There's no there's no story in between that. You're not, you don't, like walk into the area of wicker man and all of a sudden you're taken to a magical land where this roller coaster is you're just and, in alton yeah. towers and there's wicker man and the queue part the beginning of the queue line does seem like you're going on garden center the ride a little bit you know <laughs> <laughs> so you know i would say that <laughs> that's, that's maybe a bit of an issue well you get a lovely afternoon tea at the end and you take home some potting plants that'd be amazing you know so so say if you went in the ride um, you know, you went to the top of the lift hill. Some of you carried on with the ride. Some of you got a lovely tea and cake, maybe. You know, it could happen. You and know. some bedding plants. And some and some bedding plants, yeah. Yeah, and you get some bedding plants. And by the end of it, you know, you're walking out of Alton Towers. You've had a lovely day. I've had a scone. I've got myself some pansies, you know. I've had a happy day. You completely forget about all the rides. So, you know, maybe maybe that's something for the future, maybe. Who knows? Well, it'll be definitely different for Merlin's portfolio, I suppose. So what else do you dislike then? And then we'll end on a high with what you love the most yeah i mean there's there's not a lot to hate about Alton towers is there really um i think the i think really i've covered i've covered most that i want to cover i think just to make another point about the gardens i think i'd like to see the gardens better maintained and become more of an attraction themselves that's what i'd like to see 
Um, so I think, you know, in terms of hits, I think that's probably where I'd end it. So do you want to take us on to another love? Do you have any more loves you want to cover? No, I think that the the obvious love, and I think this will be a love for both of us, and probably anyone that goes to Waltland Towers, really, the whole reason why anyone goes to Waltland Towers, as I said, is the rides. So Alton Towers has some of yeah. the best rides in the country. Um, I think oh, yeah. in a weird way, going back to the landscape that I mentioned earlier, the fact that they can't build above a certain height means you don't get that uh, that that adrenaline and that build up for the rides until you're actually in the park. And though, despite the fact that the rides are all below a certain level, I don't think that hinders their rideability by any means. No, and I think that's what makes Nemesis the ride that it is, because it's so low into the ground. And probably when they were designing Nemesis, I'm not sure that they really thought how much of a good ride this was going to be, you know, because of, of the way that it hugs the ground. And it's weird because you're going up the lift hill and you are actually going up to a reasonable height, but the, the ground is always pretty close, so you, you don't feel like you're actually going anywhere, uh, but you are going up this this kind of landscaped hill, uh, and that's what makes it such a great ride. But yeah, they've got probably, mo- you know, they have probably the biggest collection of the best rides in the UK. I mean, so you've got Nemesis, don't you? You've got, um, you know, 13, which, you know, is a good family thrill ride. Oblivion, really good. Uh, drop, first drop. Um, even Rita, you know, is a good ride. Maybe, you know, not as good as Stealth, for example. But, yeah, they've got a lot of good rides. And then you've, you've even got, like, things like Spinball Wizard, you know, which is a great ride as well. And then... Oh, but that me- hurts. Spinball yeah. Wizard hurts. <laughs> yeah, um, it's... it's a, Yeah, I mean, it's not as... It's not... It doesn't hurt as much as... Uh, well, the Gauntlet that was at, um, you know, Camelot. It doesn't hurt as much as that. But it's still pretty fun. Oh, it's a fun ride, but it's it's definitely a painful ride. It's not one to go on um, if you're easily bruised, I'd say. Um, but for Oblivion, Oblivion still scares my older sister to today. I remember she, her going when it first came out with school and coming back and saying, oh my God, Oblivion was amazing. And then it were I'm trying to think how old my nephew is now. We took my nephew for his, 18th, his 16th which would have been a year and a half ago. Um, and my sister was still terrified of going on Oblivion. Even when we're in the queue, she was still petrified of going on Oblivion. Yeah, I mean, you do really get that suspense, don't you? I mean, these days, though, there's hardly any queue a lot of the time. So you don't get, really get that build-up that you used to do. I mean, you know, being in that area as well, uh, we've not yet mentioned Smiler, which, you know... Um, is a brilliant ride itself, but it's also really well themed as well. Again, it's it's down to that coherent theming. The X Sector area, it's kind of okay themed, but Smiler itself is really vibrant and really exciting. And I kind of wish that all of that area was just like, you know, Smiler. There's, there's a lot that could do in that area, maybe, if they just followed that theme through to the whole area. Well, I don't... Again, I think the theme, going back to the themes, I think the themes in Alton Towers, for me, are pretty much null and void. I love Smiler. I think it's a lovely ride. And for me, I I don't know if anyone will agree with this, but for me, it's got a real 
almost minions feel about it. I think it's because of what the, the, the staff costumes and stuff. For it. it just feels like some out of Despicable <laughs> yeah. Me and minions. Maybe it's the colouring as well. Um, and mm. But like you said, that, that is where it ends. Although the last time I went to Walton Towers, I think Smiler broke down a couple of times. I can still forgive that. I don't mind that. I still think it's a lovely ride. Um, I'm just trying to think of what else I really like. Oh, the one thing that probably is an anticlimax in the ride world of Alton Towers, and there's not that many of them, but this is definitely one. And for me, that's Air or Galactica or whatever we're calling it these days. I think. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not a massive fan. Um, again, because it's one of the prototypes, uh, flying coasters. It, it just well the prototype I guess it it, it you know it has, a, it has a lot of the elements but it doesn't have the frills does it so you can feel like you know they, they wanted to show what they could do and the kind of elements that they could put in place so like the section where after the drop and then you kind of go on to your back don't you and I think that's a really good element but it's missing a lot of the elements that you would get on a flying uh, coaster these days you know like Manta when you get the kind of uh, run through the the water section which yeah. is kind of like a classic element now of of a lot of these rides so yeah it's it's not worth queuing for i wouldn't queue more than you know 10 15 minutes really for that ride i, I don't think especially at alton towers when you know the the days are often you know 10 till 4 or something like that um you just don't have enough time in the in the day sometimes and if i was going to cut a ride out you know, that would be one of them. Yeah, and I think it's probably just worth mentioning that the majority of the times that we go to Walton Towers or go to any theme park, we will always, where possible, endeavour to avoid weekends and school holidays um, just because of the busyness of it. If you go into Walton Towers in the middle of August, um, we'll see how things go this year, but normally you it's busy. You're looking at, you know our rides uh, our queues for most rides um which there is the fast past options and stuff like that so when we're saying we won't wait more than you know 10 15 minutes and that we can walk on some rides especially when we're saying we can walk on oblivion we can walk on oblivion when we go on like an odd wednesday in the middle of like june before the kids break up for school and things like that um yeah or if or if it's you know sometimes if we go to a park and we know we're not going to get there, you know, very much that year. We might get, say, a fast pass or something like that, which I know is not very popular with some people. But I think if you're only going, say, if you were like when we went to uh, probably Fort Park um, last time, we knew that we only had a day and we had to get that ultimate fast pass, didn't we? And we got plenty of rides in, um, you know, and that's just what we had to do, you know, if we wanted to get on, on the rides that day, because it was going to be busy as well, because I think that was in summer. I think it was in July. Yeah, we did walk on to Saw 10 times. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Well, we did Saw, Saw 10 times in a row, and I think we did Stealth 10 times in a row. <laughs> I think we did Stealth and, more. Yeah, I've, well, yeah, I, I think we might have done it 15 times in total. So that wasn't bad, you know, for a July day. No, and I think with any theme park, you look at peak times and time it right, you can just walk into things. Obviously, that's not always easy if you've got kids. Um, we're quite fortunate being the terrible, childless millennials that are slowly destroying the planet. Um, that 
we can just up and go on a random Tuesday if we book the day off work in advance and things like that. So, um, but yeah, for the rides, I think there's some nice flat rides as well in Alton Towers. What do you think? Yeah, I mean they've got they definitely got a few. I mean, yeah, I mean I do quite like I do quite like Hex, um, and I do like some of the flat rides in in Mutiny Bay. I do like Blade, but I do like you know I do like a good pirate ship. Um, although I don't know what's happening with that this year. Um, I don't know if it's been confirmed whether it's going or not. But but I mean o- overall with Alton Towers, I think it is probably known that it does need more flat rides, but. I think I think Alton Towers has it has loads of rides. You know, there's enough to get through in a day. Maybe it doesn't need more. Um, and I think if it had more, they'd have to open the park longer because you'd struggle to get round all the rides at the moment. There's so many of them, and and obviously they're so spread apart. You know, sometimes, um, you know, maybe it's got enough rides, and so maybe it's just more about tweaking what they've got. Maybe adding, you know, keep adding to the, you know, as major thrill rides. I think that's what's gonna keep keep people coming, you know, like like with Wickerman. Yeah, and that, like you said, that, that they are the money makers out there. At the end of the day, that's what people go for. They see these secret weapons being built and rushed to the parks as soon as they're open. And let's face it, when has a a, a pirate ship ever been a, a crowd puller? I don't think it has since probably what the eighties. No, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, unless you count the one that used to be in Scarborough, I think um, that used to be a good one. Um, so before I go on to my final love, I just want to go through a few of the comments that are in the theme park loopy community on Facebook. So just starting with uh, Anne Valhalla Wicks, she says, Beautiful place, lovely gardens, heck of a walk between the areas. Used to be able to get around it twice a day. Can't do that anymore. Now I just ride twice in each area and then move on. Yeah, and I think that's a, that's a common theme. Yeah. Dave Henshaw says, love the rides, hate the walking. Yeah, take good yeah. shoes. <laughs> Yeah, you definitely need good shoes. You know, you can be walking around. It, it sometimes just feels like you're walking around and around and around. Um, but, you know, we, we just kind of speed round, don't we? We go ride, 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 speed round. <laughs> and I guess the thing with Alton Towers is, um, I know they've got the roller coaster cafe now, but I think it would be good if they had, you know, better quality um, restaurants, maybe. Yeah. You know, so that when we were going around the park, we did have somewhere to stop. But then again, the park hours are so short these days that I probably wouldn't risk it. I'd probably, I'd probably just take sandwiches, uh, really. Uh, Lee Holden says, getting to and from the car park, it takes forever. Yeah, yeah. they do have a big car park, don't they? Uh, yeah. James Price says, I love Nemesis, that B&M Raw as you get close to Forbidden Valley. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the B&M Raw, yeah, I mean, that's, that's classic at Alton Towers when you hear that when you head into Forbidden Valley. And I think the trees hide that quite well when you first arrive. And, well, I mean, you're parking six miles away down car park. Um, so when you finally do get to that entrance, um, you can't hear that roar until you get nearer, can you? No, no. Well, that's it. Um, Jilly Bean says, The place is timeless, forever magical. I love it as much now as I did in the 80s when I first went. 
Yeah, and that's one thing that people talk about with Alton Towers. They sometimes describe it as magical, don't they? Which is something you would normally reserve for the Disney parks. And I guess if you're going to compare a UK park to a Disney park, it probably would be Alton Towers. Yeah, but saying that, I don't think... Where hinges creak in doorless chambers... Where strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. This is the Theme Park Loopy Podcast. And again, this might get me assassinated later down the line. But I don't think there is any competition in the UK for a Disney park. There isn't. Just the theming's not there. The magic isn't there. Alton Towers, I think, is a lovely park. I think it's got a different kind of charm. I don't think it's the same charm as Disney. But then I think that's because it doesn't have the theming there. I think if they put in more prominent theming and had proper transitions into the different lands and emphasised the lands more I think then Disney might have a bit of room for the money but if you even if you compared it to sort of probably one of the lesser Disney, I say lesser Disney parks, um, like Paris which is the, one of the smallest Disney parks it's still it's definitely better than the studios at the moment you'd yeah. Say. Well, yeah, there's no before in there. Marvel I guess yeah <laughs> no, no there's no there i mean yeah but but if um i guess you know alton towers uh over over recent years they are trying to make it more of a resort out there um however the prices do seem quite high i guess they are comparable to disneyland paris in a way if you stayed on site the only difference is with disneyland paris is that you, you can stay you know in val de europe and still feel part of the bubble the problem is if you visit Dalton Towers, you kind of have to stay, you know, you Toxter or, or Stoke. You are, know, are you so, saying yeah. that Derby doesn't have the magic of Alton Towers? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> no, no, not really. I mean, you know, we we like Derby. It's nice, isn't it? But, yeah. you know, you're out of the bubble, aren't you? You know, so yeah. if, if Alton Towers, and, you know, because of where it is, they can't really do this, can they? But, you know, if Alton Towers had more more family-friendly accommodation i mean well it's all family friendly but it's not family pocket friendly is it you know no and i um, suppose that's that's the problem with Alton towers is that the accommodation we keep going back to these what are the problems but a negative towards Alton towers is if you are a family and you are looking to stay on property in one of the hotels or in the new lodges expect to be paying the same amount of money potentially that you would pay to go abroad and i think that feels less of a burn when you go to like disneyland paris uh, because you're leaving the country whereas spending that money for staying in the country always feels like a bit of a stab Um, but then saying that you could pay that to stop at any of the the more upmarket family resorts like center parks and forest holidays and stuff like that you could be paying similar prices without theme park 
Yeah, I mean, I guess the prices are all comparable. And I mean, even if you stay at the Pleasure Beach, you know, you're paying, even at the Big Blue, you may be paying, you know, at least, you know, £80 a night, aren't you? You know, for a family room at a quiet time, you know. So it's it's not cheap. It's not an Alton Towers phenomena, is it? You know, no. that it's more, it's just, it's just the way it is. Um, however, you know, if you could go for a couple of nights and it, you know, it can really, you know, rack up, can't it? You know, you're going into the thousands almost, aren't you? Yeah. You know, just to stay for two nights sometimes. But then you've got, if you wanted to stay near the park but not in the park, you've got the Trough Ivy, which is a little bit bed and breakfast just near the entrance. You've got the Chained Oak, which is really close. Um, I'm sure there's a caravan and camping club site right near where you can go and, if you like to camp, uh, that you can stay as well. Like I said, Utoxeter's not that far. If you've got a pass, you get free park. And if you've got a, a premium season pass, Merlin pass like we've got, you get free parking. So you, we could stay a little bit further out. It's not the end of the world, is it? There yeah. are options. Um, and I no, think... there are there are good options. Yeah, I mean that trough uh, trough ivy that we we stayed at last time. Um when we stayed there that was um you know a really nice friendly hotel wasn't it yeah um, lovely so yeah no there's definitely some options there so my final love probably would be the merchandise i think Alton towers always has really good merchandise and i think that's probably the same across all merlin parks really uh although i think Alton towers generally has much better merchandise than what i see at fort park usually um but, you know, especially the Smiler merchandise that they brought out this year, you know, that looks all amazing. You can always find a cup for your favourite ride. You know, I think they do a really good job, and I think other parks are catching up a little bit, but I think Alton Towers is probably ahead of the games in terms of merchandise, I'd say, in the UK at the moment. Yeah, I think the quality of the merch that they put out the majority of the time, got no complaints, I don't think... Gone are the days of buying a cup from a theme park, taking it home and washing it and the writing falling off. I think Alton Towers has never been one to have that kind of problem unless it's those weird plastic ones. I remember having one of those plastic Oblivion ones with a straw built in and the uh, Oblivion logo wearing down on the front, but that's probably from excessive use more than anything. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the cups are really good, actually. I, I mean, I've I've got a, a few of them. And they are really good quality. Um, unlike some of the newer Disneyland ones, which aren't as great quality, to be honest, these days. No, one of my favourite bags for life that I use for shopping is my Alton Towers bag for life. That's yeah, that's true. <laughs> every every time we go we go shopping, we always take our Alton Towers bag for life, don't we? And that's that's lasted a while now. We've had that a couple of years now, haven't we? About three or four years since I bought it, yeah. So I think that pretty much covers everything that we like and dislike about Alton Towers. Um, yeah, I think that's probably pretty much everything. I mean, like we said, there's, there's a lot more to love about Alton Towers, but we did want to kind of get under the the skin a little bit, didn't we, around some of the niggles that people have with Alton Towers. And I, I don't think any of these are a great surprise, either. I think everyone knows what the niggles are at Alton Towers. However, you know, it's 95% love, 5%, you know, we've got some you know concerns and some things that maybe they need to work on so yeah overall no no major issues at Alton Towers that's how so, I yeah. feel about you dear <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> yeah th- does that define our marriage 95% okay 5% a bit of a pain yeah. but 
I'll put up with you, I suppose. <laughs> you'll keep paying. You'll keep paying the fees, the entrance fees. You'll keep uh, buying the annual pass for now, um, and that's where we are. And yeah, yeah, I think that's a good analogy to sum up our marriage. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> bringing this to a bit of a close, then. So, thanks for listening. Uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. Make sure that you follow or subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to. You can find us on iTunes, you can find us on TuneIn, and also on Spotify. If you want to stay in touch, then you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also send us an email to themeparkloopy at gmail.com. And you can also uh, come to our website, which is themeparkloopy.com. Next time, we'll be covering Universal Studios and our loves and hates around Universal Studios in Orlando. But for now, we'll see you again real soon.